Here's a bit of a thought experiment for you today. In 1953, in the film Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, uh, Marilyn Monroe famously sang a song called Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. It's a lovely song. Also, and in no way related to this, uh, there's a common expression amongst people who are canine lovers that dogs are man's best friend. And I believe that to be true. So let's put that together real quick uh, and find a logical conclusion. If diamonds are a girl's best friend and dogs are a man's best friend, then it would make sense that diamond dogs would be everyone's best friend. Conclusion, David Bowie is everybody's best friend. And I think that's something we can all get behind. Anyway, let's talk about diamonds today. So what makes a diamond so valuable? Well, the short answer is, that they're rare <laughs> uh, and that would be an easy explanation of it but let's we're, today we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into it uh, we're gonna cover three main topics what are diamonds um, how are they formed and what can we learn from this knowledge about diamonds other than the obvious fact that this ain't rock and roll this is genocide So this one goes out to all of my fellow diamond dogs, the mannequins with kill appeal, the folks out there that know that they are special and unique and just want to shine brightly. This is, this is the people I want to talk to uh, because we're going to discuss diamonds and then we're going to look at a new perspective or a different perspective rather on how we can take the knowledge that we'll gather today and apply it into our own lives so that we can be that beautiful rare diamond that shines so brightly for the rest of the world to look at it in awe and say oh, look how glorious it is so let's jump into it what what are diamonds what are they really um well we know on a fundamental level <laughs> what a diamond is we're not idiot idiots but a uh, layer deeper than that would be, it's simply this. And this is where, in my mind, it gets really interesting because I compare it right to the, the human condition in this way. A diamond is simply a clump of solid, pure carbon. That's it. it it's, it's nothing terribly special uh, because humans are really just clumps of pure carbon as well. I mean, we have other stuff mixed in there, but, you know, we're carbon-based entities. So, in a lot of ways, the diamond, the rock or gem, is very similar to the human, the flesh and bones and the neuroses that come with it. Uh, although I would probably argue that diamonds don't deal with depression and anxiety in the day-to-day you know, bleh, of it, um, probably because they're non-sentient, but I'm, I'm getting off base here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a clump of solid, pure carbon that uh, is more than just a rock that, that sits on a wedding ring. Um, there's a ton of applications that can be used for it, uh, particularly in the industrial realm. Uh, and we're going to touch on that in just a minute. But I thought it was interesting to point out that uh, what diamonds are very close to um, graphite in the same uh, structure of it, which is interesting because a diamond is a really tough substance and graphite is 
well, not. <laughs> uh, and as, if anyone's ever used a mechanical pencil, you'll know that just the slightest amount of hand pressure and those those things, they, they, those little lead pieces go flying everywhere. And trust me when I tell you, yeah, it's the bane of my existence, or was in the past. Um, I love drawing in mechanical pencils. Uh, it's one of my favorite drawing utensils, but, oh, God, you know, like, I would just snap those all the time, and it would frustrate me, and uh, it's something I learned to work around. Um, but, yeah, so graphite and diamonds are very similar in that regard, although the graphite, you know, which we would think of as, like, a pencil lead, is soft and malleable, whereas the diamond isn't. So I wanted to explore that a little bit today and just figure out what's that all about? What's the deal there? Um, it should not come to anyone's surprise that the diamond is considered one of the hardest known materials in the natural world uh, as far as minerals are concerned. So the uses of it uh, aside from just a, a rock on someone's finger say, hey, you're mine. Um, the industrial uses for it are wide-ranging, everywhere from cutting, drilling, and grinding. Uh, these are all put into applications there, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper in that in a moment. Um, but I did want to mention this, too, that there's this common expression that iron sharpens iron. And from that perspective, yes, it makes sense, meaning that, um, especially with my background and and following a stoic stoic philosophy in life is that it's the obstacles and the challenges that actually bear a stronger human out of it right so if you could face those challenges that iron uh it sharpens your iron and i get that from that perspective and i'm not saying it's wrong it's actually really right um but it's interesting to note that diamonds are tougher than iron um and the Greatest example of this I could come up with is um, I do a lot of woodworking and hand tools and you know hand planes, uh, chisels, that sort of thing. I sharpen those on diamond plates um, and they're graded differently, but it goes from a coarse to medium to a finer grit, and that's what sharpens the iron of the chisel or the the plane blade, not other iron. So. Yeah, iron does sharpen iron, but diamonds actually shape the iron, which is uh, a, it's an interesting way to look at it, I think, you know? So, yeah, both are right. Um, I guess maybe it just comes down to how sharp do you want to be, you know? do you, you could just sharpen yourself against other iron, sure, but if you really want to shine, if you really want to have that, that razor-sharp edge to you, Get you some diamonds and sharpen yourself against those. See what happens. Um, but those are generally reserved for the non-gem quality uh, diamonds that are, are mined out. So in that spectrum, there's really two grades. There's industrial grade and gem grade diamonds that are used. And we just covered the industrial grade ones. Um, <laughs> but in my research, I have come across something that uh, has been making me laugh for the past few hours. <laughs> and it's this. Um, <laughs> those industrial-grade diamonds, um, they're used primarily because of their heat conductivity. 
Um, but things like color and, and clarity are, re are relevant, basically, because we're not looking at it as um, a piece of decorative jewelry. It's simply we're grinding some iron against this thing. Those... <laughs> this is, I don't know why this is so funny to me. The, the official name for the industrial-grade diamonds that are used for things like drilling and 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 cutting and grinding are called bort and that shouldn't be that funny except it made me think of and i think fellow simpsons fans will appreciate this um do you remember remember that episode where the simpsons went to duff world or duff land it was like an amusement park <laughs> that was the whole theme of, it was a theme park based around duff beer which is a ridiculous concept to begin with. But <laughs> there's this scene where Bart is in a gift shop and he's looking at this rack of like uh, novelty license plates and he was looking for his name on it. <laughs> and they didn't have Bart, but they had Bort. <laughs> and he says, he says, who's named Bort? And then <laughs> there's this whole conversation about a kid and another guy named Bort. <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, it's been making me laugh all morning. Um, anyway, so, hey, full circle. We solved the mystery of Bort. We now know why a Bort license plate exists. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and then there is, of course, the gem grade uh, diamonds, which kind of fall into a category of four Cs, and that's carrot, cut, color, and clarity, which if you're a jeweler or a gemologist... You'll know about that. If you have an interest in that, you can read about it. I don't really feel like talking about it. Um, but those are the diamonds that we tend to think of when we see it on a piece of jewelry or a ring or something of that nature. Um, those are the finished product. And we will get into this in a moment. But that carbon-based clump that we talked about um, turns into that shiny rock that's on somebody's finger. But it takes a process to get there. And that's where we're going to nail down on today. So that's what a diamond is. But how is a diamond formed? Which is an interesting thing. Um, well, that clump of carbon is found deep, 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 deep into the Earth's, under the Earth's mantle. Um, there's diamonds that have been found at about 80... Uh, to 100 miles under the Earth's surface. Some have been mined out from about 500 miles underneath the surface, from what I understand. That's a rarity. That's a rarity of rarities. Um, but that's pretty deep, though. So if you think about it this way, that clump is sitting in complete darkness, surrounded on all sides with pressure. Just intense magnified pressure from every single angle, compressing and shoving it together and making those molecules stick to each other and form their geometric patterns within and makes it so tough and rigid. Now think about your life. Think about if you were diagnosed with MS and you're dealing with uh, regular life issues, but all of a sudden now you're dealing with a new layer of issues. Uh, dealing with an uh, autoimmune disease, that pressure compounds so quickly on you. And just when you think maybe it's going to lessen up a little bit, maybe you're just going to get some relief, 
that's when they're like, whoop, new, 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 hold my De Beers, and they crank the heat up on you. Because that deep into the earth, all that liquid hot magma, that is hot. So you're in a furnace of pressure and heat and resistance and Boy, does it feel that way sometimes, doesn't it? But don't lose hope because we do know that the end product is a nice, beautiful, shiny thing. But how do we get there? How do we get there? How do we take not only that clump of carbon and we transform that into something beautiful and awe-inspiring? Well, due to that high pressure and temperature, there's an official word for it. They call it the ready for this? Ultra high pressure metamorphosism. That's a mouthful. But basically, here's the gist of it. Because of the pressure and the temperature, we transform or make a metamorphosis of that material into something that is as tough as anything that we know about on this planet. Now, interesting to point out, that does not mean diamonds are unbreakable. They can be scratched, they can be cut, but they can only be done, that can only be done to them, I should say, um, by other diamonds. So keep that in the back of your head too. When iron sharpens iron, but diamonds sharpen iron, only diamonds can cut other diamonds. I'm going to touch back on that in a minute. Um, but that's an important thing to understand because in the process of metamorphosis when you feel that pressure and the heat and the compounding nature of it all it is difficult to get yourself into a mind state where you're thinking okay this is good for me even though it sucks and it's uncomfortable and it's painful this is good for me and logically we understand that but in those moments yeah it's hard to grab into that and look for the light and look for the, well, if I could just hold out a little bit more, if I could just go through the motions a little bit more, I can transfer, transform myself into this thing. Yeah, you can, but, you know, it is tough psychologically to keep yourself in that mind state. And that's why I think, uh, you know, stuff like the podcast here helps me to do that, right? I just talk about it. Um, I It's something I inherently understand, but I also forget about it sometimes. So by me talking about it, I'm not only helping myself, but if I could present it in such a way that sort of makes sense for other people, um, then they're getting the help as well, and everyone's just getting a little bit better, right? So that's my goal with this. Um, <clears throat> so how, what do we learn from this? What do we... We have all this information, and what do we do with it? Well, uh, like I mentioned before, us humans, you know... Our, us, the flesh machines here, um, we are just clumps of carbon. We're stardust and carbon, and that's about it. Well, no, I mean, that's not just about it, but that's what we're made out of, right? I mean, we're mostly water and carbon-based, and this is who we are. Um, we cut easily, our flesh does. But our souls are like diamonds. And sometimes your soul has to go through a certain transformational process from just a clump of carbon into a pressurized, heat-induced change, that allows you to pull that soul out of the deep, deep mantle of the earth 
bring it into the light, and then you begin another process of refining that diamond from a clump into a shiny, multifaceted, beautiful thing. Sometimes we shine, and sometimes life buries us in that darkness. And I would encourage anyone who finds themselves in that dark, abysmal, pressure-filled situation is to take a moment and look around because there are other diamonds out there. Use them to sharpen yourself. Use them to cut off the pieces of you that no longer need to exist because you're no longer in the depths of it. Come out of the furnace, find some other diamonds to be around, and watch how quickly they hone and sharp you. Sharpen you, I should say. And that, to me, is the ultra-high-pressure metamorphosis of it all. Because after you get mined, you could get up and get polished, and you go from clump to gem. And those gems, those are valuable. That's why they're so expensive. Because there's not only the rarity of it that makes them unique and special, but it's the long and arduous processing of turning a clump into a gem. And another thing is this, though. There is, uh, there's, there's fake diamonds, obviously. Uh, you could take glass and polish it and cut it and make it look like a diamond. But there are certain telltale signs that it's not a diamond. Um, glass, notoriously fragile. The, generally, at the first sign of any kind of resistance, it not only breaks, it shatters. Think about a glass. You're holding it, it slips out of your hand, hits the floor, and pieces go everywhere, right? Well, let's look at us as humans like that. Sometimes we feel like we're just made out of glass. And basically a stiff breeze is going to break our spirit, you know? And I've been there. I've been in situations where I was just so down that I thought, man, if one, if one more thing happens, I say, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Well... That's okay. I mean, I'm not made out of glass. We're not made out of glass. We are diamonds. We're just diamonds in the rough. We just haven't realized it yet. And in the process of trying to become that glorious, shiny diamond, we tend to sometimes lose the idea that the process is more important than the end product. So trying to skip ahead and pull that clump of carbon out too early... Mm, it's like interrupting uh, a, a, a butterfly's journey in the cocoon. You can't do it. You, you have to be okay with the pressure and the heat and the uncomfortable nature of change to really reap the benefits of what that change can bring you. You can't rush this. This is where time um, isn't really an ally on your side unless you make it one. It does take time. It's going to be uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. We're unaccustomed to it. But it doesn't mean you have to break like glass. You can toughen yourself up. You could put yourself through that, that mm, furnace of hell and come out as a shiny, shiny diamond. So I hope that this sheds a little bit of light onto the mystery of the diamond. It's not really a mystery, but... I hope you had some, uh, you got something out of what I was talking about here because at the end of the day, we know what diamonds are. We know that we are diamonds. We're uniquely special individuals and we're all amazing. But 
until we go through that metamorphosis, that process of change, that process that includes a tremendous amount of pressure and heat, until that time, we might just be a glass diamond. Fragile, easily breakable. But if you can allow yourself to go through that change, to understand it as best that you can, and to understand that it's a necessary step in your growth and maturation, you will get pulled out of that. Sometimes you got to pull yourself out of it. And you can start polishing and cutting and finding all those fantastic facets of that diamond. And just let it shine. Let it shine. Shine on, you crazy diamond.